It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, Merry Christmas, and welcome once again to another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. Thank you for tuning in, and we are officially kicking off December here with our month-long Very Merry Christmas celebration. That's right, all month long, we're going to have all kinds of Christmas goodies and fun for all of you out there, whether that is Christmas, the holidays, or just spending time with your family. We're going to have a variety of different things as we are kicking off a month-long celebration with the Very Merry Christmas Celebration here at the show. And to kick off show number 57 for the week of December 5th, 2013, we have all kinds of fun as we are going to go into Home Alone. How about Dinosaur, maybe Miracle on 34th Street, or how about some bowling with the Big Lebowski? Because we have none other than Peter Siragusa stopping in here at the show. Now, Peter Siragusa is a well-known voice actor and loop actor, and he's going to be stopping in to talk about his roles in the Big Lebowski, Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and his entire career of voice acting and appearances on screen. And Peter's going to stop in and talk about everything throughout his career and just what is he doing for the holidays this season. In addition, the D-team is a little light here this week because it is December and everybody is spending that time with their families. We never discourage that here at the show. So we have a little bit of a lighter team here, but we have Ken back as he's going to be stopping in with Walt's music. And Ken's going to stop in and give you a little bit into that history, that nugget of some Disney rarities that you may not know. In addition, we have Randy back with Disney Multimedia and Interactive. Randy's going to be stopping in and talking about the latest in Disney Interactive and Multimedia and all those different things for your handheld devices, websites, gaming, and more. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire as we celebrate Walt Disney's birthday and many other things. So let's officially kick off with the holidays with our very merry Christmas celebration for the week of December 5th, 2013 with show number 57 by doing it how else? With Mickey Mouse. Be right back, all VD heads. Once upon a time, in a magic land, a Christmas celebration was held. Mickey, Minnie, and all their friends were there to share their favorite holiday stories. Today, we invite you to join this celebration as the magic of a Disney Christmas fills the air. Merry Christmas! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The Magic Kingdom proudly presents our holiday celebration. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade! Rock, 
our dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Regularly scheduled programming will not be seen at this time so that ABC may bring you and your family the following special holiday celebration. Oh, boy. This is the place to come. Oh, hello, and very Merry Christmas to you. We've got company, guys. Yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. Yeah. We've got 90 minutes of fun and fantasy in store for you right here from Walt Disney World in Florida. So stay right where you are because we are going to have a very Merry Christmas. Hey! Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. Join our parade hosts Joan London and Alan Thick, along with Regis Philbin as they bring you an all-new Christmas Around America Parade from the Magic Kingdom. Sing along with a 1,200-member children's choir and go on a thrill-filled look at the most daredevilly circus in the world. See the excitement building in a Walt Disney World progress report of all the new projects going on. You'll meet our special parade Grand Marshal Cinderella and take a behind-the-scenes look at the making of her classic movie. All this and more is on its way. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. kind of feeling in the air it only happens at this time of year when everyone is filled with love and cheer that's what matters pretty paper boxes tied with bows walking in the sun or in the snow we can feel the excitement growing knowing 
Disney Blues, Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop beep 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 boop boop. Was this baby? We'll never be. Alive. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, well, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as you've already noticed, we are officially kicking off our month-long celebration for our very merry Christmas celebration here at the show. And I am excited. As you already know, I love the holidays. When it came time for Halloween, we did the Halloween-themed shows, and this month long... We're going to be doing it once again as we're going to bring you all kinds of holiday goodies, maybe some rare gems that you may not recall or some that you haven't seen since you were a child and many other things for our very Merry Christmas celebration. And we have a variety of special guests that are stopping in all month long. Think Good Luck Charlie, Elf on a Shelf, and many other things like Home Alone, Miraclon 34th Street, as well as Jingle All the Way, and the Santa Paws movies. A lot of great guests are going to be stopping in, and this week we have a great one. From Dinosaur, Miraclon 34th Street, Home Alone, and more, we have Pete Siragusa stopping in here at the show very shortly, and I am excited about this. You have heard Pete's voice on a variety of different things, from the movie Dinosaur, you've seen him in Home Alone, The Big Lebowski, yes, we all love that bartender in The Big Lebowski, and many other things. And Pete's going to be stopping in here very shortly to talk about his career and many other things, including voice acting and a lot of great Disney classics that he was part of, and even DreamWorks with Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs. So a lot of great things stopping here at the show. Now, since the holidays are going on, a variety of the crew definitely is light here this week. We want them to spend that time with their families. So you know what? We are always encouraged spending time with your families and having all the magic and the memories and all the different things happen. So we are a little light here this week, but fear not, we do have have the D team here as we have Ken as Ken is stopping in with his second installment of Walt's music and he's going to delve deeper into those rare b-sides and more and those different Disney gems that you've come to know and love and maybe even some that you haven't heard before or might not even recall and Ken is going to stop in with Walt's music we also have Randy for all of you tech savvy Disney fans out there Randy is back with Disney Multimedia and Interactive and he's going to be talking more about all those fun little gadgets and things for your tablets your iPhones your computers and more when it comes to Disney gaming and all the fun little multimedia things. And let's not forget tons of news hot off the D-Wire, which I am about to tackle. So, all of you D-Heads, before I jump into all this, as I've been long-winded here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, latest news blogs, and more, 
all at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also listen to our Lifetime of Disney Player with over 300-plus television shows, movies, specials, and more right there on the homepage to listen to while you work. Definitely check it all out and stay connected, DizRadio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to us in Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's kick off the news hot off the D-wire. Now, with the holidays in session, one of those things that everybody celebrates as part of the holidays here is Walt Disney's birthday. Yes, December 5th. Walt Disney's birthday is today. Everybody's favorite, Uncle Walt. Now, I'm not going to go too much into it because you love Disney. We all love Disney. I don't need to go into his history about this. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the show. But I do have to give a very big happy birthday to Uncle Walt, who was born December 5th, 1901. You have affected my life and millions of lives more than you will ever know. And if it wasn't for Uncle Walt and his dreams and visions and making theme parks and movies and magic... I wouldn't be here talking, all of you D-heads out there wouldn't be sharing in the magic, and I wouldn't be able to pass it down to my kids. So thank you once again, Uncle Walt, for all these special little things in our lives. Happy birthday to you. Now, since we are talking about Walt Disney, one of the big things that is on the horizon is Walt Disney's birthplace to become restored and preserved in Chicago. That's right, the home of Chicago's northwest side where Walt Disney was born has been sold to a California couple who reportedly plan to make it a historical landmark. That's right, the two-flat home located in the city's Hermosa neighborhood at 2156 North Trip Avenue. Mind you, I have already been in front of that home many times as I am only a two-hour drive from it was purchased by Brent Young, who we all know from a variety of different podcasts, and Dina, and the two plan to turn the home into a historical site, museum, and community resource with the mission of enhancing and exploring childhood creativity. Yes, Walt and his brother Roy were born in the Hermosa home, which Walt Disney's father built in 1893, and the family lived there until Walt was around four years old. Now, the couple's plans for restoration will really add to lifting up that particular part of the area. On Walt Disney's birthday today, the new owners started a Kickstarter campaign in hope of raising $500,000 to fund the renovations that they are going to need. And donors will receive a large prize from one night's stay in the home to their name inscribed in a leather-bound book that will be featured in the house and many other things. So they definitely are making it Walt Disney-centric and you can become part of this history. Now they're going to have a variety of different things as well, including landmark status and bring things that are great memorabilia to the Disney archives like Disney childhood drawings and many other things. So Walt Disney's childhood home to be restored, preserved, and more and become a historical landmark. I am excited for this one and like I said, I've been in front of that home a variety of different times, so I am excited. Now pushing right along in Disney news and all the different things that make Walt Disney happen, how about theme parks? And we all know we love Disneyland and Walt Disney World and all those fun things. Well, if you're thinking about visiting Walt Disney World in 2014, you are going to be in for a very special treat with the New Fantasyland. Now we've seen the New Fantasyland uncover a variety of different things from the BR Guest Restaurant and more, but 
the new Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland is going to open the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, yes, completing the final stages of the massive expansion that has been revealed in stages with the Little Mermaid attraction and more. Now this new thrill ride is going to start its journey by crossing a stone bridge and walking through the forest where the Dwarfs' cottages resides. Now the ride is going to offer an interactive pre-show area with fun activities themed to mining before heading into the family-style coaster. Now new Fantasyland will also be debuting in all-new daytime parade the Disney Festival of Fantasy. Now this is featuring everybody's favorite Disney characters including Merida, Little Mermaid, Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Peter Pan, and many others. Now Downtown Disney is also going to continue its multi-year transformation into Disney Springs, a unique and vibrant shopping dining area with all kinds of new destinations that are going to be open with open-air promenades, meandering springs, and a waterfront charm that you know, are just really great things. I mean, we all love Downtown Disney. Come on, we're, we're excited for these. I'm not going to talk down to you like you have no clue what's going on. But also in 2014, Starbucks is going to add two all-new locations with a storefront at Downtown Disney's West Side and a kiosk near the World of Disney at Downtown Disney's Marketplace. There's going to be a variety of different things. And I'm a Starbucks fan. I'll admit it for many, many years before they became trendy. I love Starbucks. So I'm excited for this one because there's something about the Starbucks coffee that is slightly different than just getting a a cup of joe somewhere else so be prepared there's a lot of things on the horizon coming up that are going to be opening right away in 2014 and remember there's all kinds of new deals that are going on right now as well if you book and stay and all the great things going on and you can always find out more about that by checking with a variety of different agents including pixie vacations a great knowledgeable agent to help you book that trip now moving right along let's get away from the parks and how about television and movies and the disney channel yes cloud nine and i didn't do it are going to premiere this january as they're calling it Je with a capital N-E-W for new Airy on Disney Channel. That's right, Disney Channel is kicking off 2014 with a bang. And all next month on the Disney Channel, it's Ja New Airy. All new episodes of their series and, most recently, their newest movie, Cloud Nine, and I Didn't Do That. That's right, these are going to be kicking off on January 17th, and now you can get ready because their new Disney Channel original movie, Cloud Nine, is going to drop that Friday as well. Now you can tune in to the premiere of Cloud Nine at 8 p.m., followed right after by I Didn't Do It, the all-new Disney Channel series that is premiering. So there's going to be a lot of great things on the horizon that are going to be kicking off as part of Disney Channel. They're trying to remain fresh and new because, come on, between the battle of Nick and Disney, they're doing a lot of different things. I mean, come on, Nick, Nick now has its own radio station competing with Disney and more, but Disney Channel is having all-new series and an all-new movie in January. Now continuing on and getting back to the Disney parks again, yes I can never stay away from the parks too long, how about an all new chef completing entirely chocolate holiday scenes at Disney's Swan and Dolphin. That's right, chocolate lovers are going to be salivating when they take part in the newest project at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel. Yes, executive pastry chef Laurette Brenard, and I hope I didn't destroy that, has completed a 7 foot tall, 400 pound chocolate nutcracker that is part of a chocolate Christmas scene. Yes, this thing is huge and gigantic. It took around 80 hours to complete the Nutcracker, which is 100% edible. I love chocolate, so I'm all for it. Now, the entire chocolate scene, which includes a life-size Santa Claus, a fireplace with stockings, a toy train, and a Christmas tree, weighs completely over 2,000. 
thousand pounds. Now the scene is part of Disney's Swan and Dolphins Holiday Happenings event. Now for all you health conscious eaters out there, you're, it'll be good for you to know. You want to know the calorie count? It's going to be more than 4 million calories. But the sculpture itself is only for display only. Now the scene is located at the Swan Wing in the lobby of the hotel at 1200 Epcot Resorts Boulevard in Lake Buena Vista as part of the Swan and Dolphin Resort. Now this is going to be on display throughout December as part of Disney always trying to make things over for the holidays. They try to make everything great, grand, and memorable as we're trying to do here. I mean, we love the holidays at Walt Disney World from Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade all the way through Christmas time and many other things. You know, I'm excited to see this display as well because everybody talks about the Grand Floridian and the gingerbread houses and many other, but now the Swan and Dolphin is getting a huge, huge bump as they're getting this chocolate display. Now, moving away from the parks and TV, and how about getting into Disney in your hands and Disney Infinity? Now, Disney Infinity continues to grow and be popular, and it is going to be one of the big sellers here for the holiday season. But now the rumor mill has it that Disney Infinity is going to be getting its own magazine. Yes, Disney Stars Magazine featuring Disney Infinity is going to be ahead of the launch as a standalone magazine. That's right, children's publisher Edmont is going to launch a monthly magazine based based on Disney's all-new interactive video game, Disney Infinity. Now, the first issue is going to be due out in February of 2014. Now, the company sees this extension of games brand into its print magazines as part of Igmont's strategy to get boys reading. Now, Laura Adnitz says the magazine will allow us to extend our hugely successful boys portfolio, bringing our readers a snapshot of Disney Infinity's universe. It will be full of story-driven adventures, perfect for fans looking for ways to become experts and extend their enjoyment of the game and their collection. It is the latest example of the trend in which publications are created on the back of popular games. Others include Angry Birds Magazine, which went on sale in October, and a series of books about Minecraft. Now, this is also part of a lot of great things that are going to be launched worldwide. And now, if you are a fan of Disney Infinity, you are going to be able to get the Disney Infinity Magazine coming out February 2014. Now, since we are talking about Disney Infinity, that also raises the question of Disney stocks and is it raising up? Is it going to be good? Well, after the closing bell this last Wednesday, the Walt Disney Company announced that it is raising its annual dividend to 86 cents. That's right, it is up over 14.7%. Now, DIS, as it's on the stock market, previously paid an annual dividend of 75 cents, and now the boost to 85 cents is an increase of over 14.7%. Now, Prior to this move, the company most recently raised its dividend 15 cents from 60 cents to 75 cents in December of 2012. Now, this is great news for Disney. It means the company is going strong, it's getting bigger, and to all its shareholders, it is a record. Now, the company's dividend is payable on January 16th of 2014 if you are wishing to cash in and get in on this, but this is great. I mean, this is great news for Disney. Now, the DIS stocks were up a fraction of the market on Wednesday, but were heading even higher in the after hours trading. Now, year to date, the company's stock is up over 36%. So, all of you D heads, there's a lot of other things coming up in the news here, and we have more coming up as we have our special guest, Pete Siragusa, stopping in, and many other things. So, I'm going to give you one more bit of news before I take a break and have a little bit of my peppermint coffee. Yes, peppermint coffee. It is something I do, all of you D heads. I pretty much take half hot chocolate, half coffee, and I put two mini candy canes in there and mix. 
it tastes delicious. But before I get to that here and take that break, how about the Walt Disney Company, Southeast Asia, and StarHub are going to launch an all-new mobile video streaming service that's going to help three innovative entertainment apps, Watch Disney Channel, Watch Disney XD, and the Watch Disney Junior. And these are all launched officially as part of Southeast Asia. Now, these are apps that I use frequently on my iPad, my iPod, and my kids love them. I mean, it's a great way to interact and watch your favorite Disney shows. Well, now the Walt Disney Company of Southeast Asia is getting this as part of Star Hub, and they are launching these all-new mobile service. As they put it, Disney fans can now view all the Disney popular television series and Disney channels and more as they are officially launching these with an all-new live-action series, Mighty Meds, as part of Southeast Asia. Now, these are great things that are getting released, and, you know, it just shows that Disney is growing in all of their markets beyond just the United States. So now everybody can connect, watch Disney, and they are growing as, you know, as it goes beyond just television with mobile devices and more. So this really is a big step. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I want to continue the very Merry Christmas celebration. We have a lot of things going on here. I am excited to just celebrate the holidays, celebrate Christmas with your family, your friends, and all of your fun. And we have Pete Siragusa from Dinosaur and Home Alone, Big Lebowski, stopping in here very shortly. And I also have Ken from Waltz Music, who's going to stop in here as well. And Ken's going to give us a little bit more about all the fun things that he has in his rare Disney collections. So before I let you go, I do want to let you know that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations are going to help you plan your Walt Disney World Disneyland Vacations by Disney and make it the most magical and best vacation that you're going to have. Whether that's booking, planning, getting your tickets, or even helping you with an itinerary, they can help you with your Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Vacation by Disney and Disney Cruises. And definitely check them out at PixieVacations.com, the official sponsor of DizRadio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins. We have some more goodies coming up here as part of our very Merry Christmas celebration. So I'm going to have a sip of this coffee, uh, peppermint, uh, cocoa coffee here that I made, this little concoction. And uh, I'm going to release the reins to Ken from the D-team. And when I come back, we're going to have a bit more news on the horizon. Catch you in a minute, D-heads. And uh, I'm going to say it many, many times. Merry, Merry Christmas. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. <laughs> Damn, me too. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand Just holding your hand We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairy land Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be Let's take the road before us and sing the chorus or two Come on, it's a lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you We're singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop At the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop Pop, pop, pop There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can mark Only pass around the coffee and the pump 
in pie. It'll nearly be like a picture print by Courier and Ives. These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives. Just hear those sleigh bells jingle and ring, ding, tingle and coo. Come on, it's a lovely, wonderful sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's a lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. You've loved them for years. Everybody. It's perfect. You're gonna be great. Now, huh? see them in an all-new holiday adventure. Launch! Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Hello, Minnie. It's me. This is Minnie Mouse. Leave me a message and have a merry Christmas. <laughs> This is definitely a problem. There can only be one name for this dog. Wanna hear it? Please. Murray. Oh. Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Murray Christmas? Oh my head. Mickey's Murray. Murray's Pluto? Bingo. Bingo's Pluto? Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. This is gonna be awesome! That's a wrap. <laughs> you see, I'm a rapping elf, and I said that to you. Oh, forget it. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand.
Hi there, pal. It's me, Mickey. I wanted to call and wish you a Merry Christmas. Hey, Wayne. Do you think this is some sort of drill or something? Oh, beats me, partner. She just had to meet her here immediately. You're late. <gasps> Lanny? Wayne? Oh, roasted chestnuts, McGee. What's the deal here? I know as much as you do. Clearly a silent night operation. Your contact is waiting. In there. Good luck. And if something happens to you, I just wanted to say, I'm claiming your snowmobile. I canceled the insurance. Okay, bye. What does she mean if something happens? And who's this contact? Come on, it's the big guy's sleigh. It can only be one person. <gasps> Mrs. Claus? Shh, 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 Keep your voices down. Would you boys like some hot chocolate? I'm not sure if it's appropriate for a secret meeting. But oh, what the heck? Anything for you prep and landing elves. Aren't you oh. the stealthy one? <laughs> yep. That's us. Oh, good, because I have an important mission for you. I need your special skills in retrieving this item. A wooden box? It's tucked away in a secure location. Inside Santa's office. Of course, he practically lives there. He's so busy this time of year. But he does take his daily nap just before 3 o'clock. I've recorded some more details on this little doohickey here. Don't let me down, boys. Hey, D-Heads, this is Ken from WaltzMusic.com. Once again, here to talk to you about some Disney music history. This episode, I'd like to tell you about one of my favorite things to collect, and that would be Disney 78s. Usually, I'd find them in a thrift store for about a buck each. And those would be songs that were covered by various record companies. They wouldn't be the original Disney song. They would have their, record, their own star do a a cover record of them. Uh, so it'd be on labels like RCA or DECA or Columbia. And in case you did not know, most of these early vinyl records were produced at a speed of 78 revolutions per minute. These played much faster than the ones we're used to seeing later on, which were 33 and a third. Since it played so fast, there was only room for about one or two songs per side. So in order to provide customers with several songs, say from a Disney movie like Snow White, they usually made about three or four records with two or three songs on them and placed them in an album book. Later, all the songs would fit on one thirty-three and a third long playing record or an LP, but it's still called an album. Anyway, several years ago, I was in a shop looking for 78s and one caught my eye. It was two songs from the 1947 Disney compilation movie, Fun and Fancy Free. On one side is the title song, Fun and Fancy Free. On the other side is Say It With a Slap, which is from Bongo the Bear. But what really excited me is when I saw who sang each of these songs. I'll play the first one for you now and see if you can figure it out. I'm full of fun and fancy free, that's the way I want to be, I don't let my troubles trouble me. I'm fancy free and full of fun, got no time to worry none, I'm too busy singing in the sun. 
if you should have a chronic ache, pills won't make you strong. The only tonic you should take is a teaspoonful of song. So if you'd really like to be happy, lucky, just like me, drown your frowns, my friend, and you will see that you'll be full of fun and fancy free. have a chronic ache, those pills won't make you strong. Why, the only tonic you should take is that teaspoonful of song. So if you'd really like to be happy, lucky, just like me, drown your frowns, my friend, and you will see oh, that you'll be full of fun and fancy free. Yes, you'll be full of fun, a rootin' tootin' son of a gun. Oh, you'll be full of fun and fancy free. How many of you thought, hey, that sounds like Blue the Bear? Then you are correct. That is Phil Harris and his orchestra from 1949 when they cut this record. About t- almost 20 years before he uh, starred as Blue the Bear in Jungle Book. Now let's take a listen to the other side. When a bird loves a bird, he can twitter. When a puppy falls in love, he can yap. Every pigeon likes to coo when he says I love you. But a bear likes to say it with a slap. When a whipper wills in love, he can whipper All the horse's neck and all the turtle cap Every deer and every dove has a way of making love But a bear likes to sing it with a slap You can ask any bear, oh there's nothing to compare With the love tap strong or weak so if you're ready for a man, then you ever get the chance, grab your girl and give her your cheek. So when love comes along, don't be silly. Never ever waste your time like a sap. Let the others hug and kiss, but the bear facts are this, that a bear likes to say it with a slap, slap, slap. Call it love, when she hits you. Call it love, with a slap. 
Washington With a tap, slap, slap When the whippoorwills in love He can whipper All the horses neck and all the turtles nap Every deer and every dove Has a way of making love You can ask any bear Oh, there's nothing to compare When the love that's strong or weak So if you're ready for romance And you ever get the chance Grab your girl And give her your cheek So when love comes along Don't be silly Never ever waste your time like a sap do Let the others hug and kiss But the bear thanks for this That a bear likes to say it with a slap Slap, slap That a bear likes to say it with So now that one was done by Louis Prima. And if you recognize King Louis from Jungle Book, you would also be correct. So I, when I found this record, I was just so shocked. I flip, I kept flipping it back and forth. I said, look, there's Blue the Bear on one side and King Louis on the other side. So about 20 years before they starred in the 1967 movie of Jungle Book together, they cut this record and made a cover record from Fun and Fancy Free. Hope you enjoyed this little bit of Disney music history. This is Ken from waltzmusic.com. Ta-ta for now. Oh, hi there. I'm Chrissy. Can you tell that I love the holidays? Well, there's no better way to kick off the holiday season than visiting the Walt Disney World Resort with family and friends. Talk about decking the halls. This place just glows with holiday magic. And now is a great time to start planning your visit. Here are some jolly holiday activities you can put on your vacation wish list. Begin by celebrating the magic of the holiday season at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. This special event is held on select nights in November and December at the Magic Kingdom Park. It's a festive celebration filled with spectacular fireworks, a special holiday parade, complete with an appearance by Santa Claus, live entertainment featuring favorite Disney characters, and, of course, those enchanting castle dream lights on Cinderella Castle. There's also a magical snowfall on Main Street, USA, complimentary cookies and hot cocoa, even special access to many of the popular Magic Kingdom attractions. An additional event admission ticket is required and they sell out quickly, so you'll want to act soon to lock in your preferred dates. Next, plan to visit Epcot and celebrate the holiday season with characters, legends, and lore from around the globe. Your family can listen to holiday stories as told by the legends themselves in pavilions around the world showcase. There's also a holiday-themed finale to the dazzling nighttime light and sound show, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Plus, you don't want to miss one of the most beloved holiday traditions of all at Epcot. It's the Candlelight Processional, a joyous retelling of the Christmas story by a celebrity narrator accompanied by a 50-piece orchestra and a glorious mass choir. Plan ahead and you can book a Candlelight Dining Package, which includes a delicious meal at a select Epcot restaurant and reserve general seating at the theater during the Candlelight Processional. And here's an absolute must for your holiday wish list, the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights. This spectacular display features millions of lights dancing in synchronized splendor to high-energy holiday music. 
you'll see twirling carousels, heavenly angels, and even Santa and his reindeer. This enchanting spectacle is a Walt Disney World tradition that's sure to make your holiday dreams come true. Here at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, Mickey has invited a special group of friends to join him on a holiday adventure. This delightful parade is filled with holiday atmosphere, from themed accessories on safari costumes to special music with a world beat twist. Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade is a lively experience that's fun for the entire family. Finally, you can experience holiday magic 24-7 when you stay at one of the amazing Disney Resort hotels. From elaborate gingerbread houses to amazing floral displays, Disney Resort hotels are a great place to capture your photos for your family's greeting cards. Go ahead, start planning your visit to the Walt Disney World Resort today. Then you'll have plenty of time to decide what you're going to wear for the family photo. Personally, I'd go with the red scarf. Happy Holidays! Hi, this is Bruce Reitherman. I was the voice of Mowgli in the Jungle Book, and you're listening to Disney On Command. Yeah, man! Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all VD heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you, Ken, for stopping in from Waltz Music. And remember, you can always check out his website at waltzmusic.com. Thank you for stopping in and being part of the D-Team. You definitely have some great gems, you know? I think between the two of us, we have a very, very extensive Disney collection. Thank you once again for stopping in. So, all of you D-Heads, I hope you're enjoying our very Merry Christmas celebration here at the show. And coming up very shortly, we have none other than Pete Saragusa, voice actor, actor, TV veteran, and more, stopping in here at the show to celebrate the holidays with us as well. So, I am excited for that. So, I'm just going to jump right into news hot off the D-Wire once again because there is a lot of things going on the horizon. And how about getting to a little bit of TV and Disney Junior. That's right, Disney Junior is getting ready for the holidays. How fitting with all new episodes and special 
movies. Yes, if you started to pull your favorite holiday movies out of their bins, getting them ready to show your children, well now there are some great things coming up on Disney Junior. Now they've mixed in some extra cheer this month with great showings of Mickey's Magical Christmas snowed in at the House of Mouths, and many other things including Sophia the First when she's joined by Princess Ariel. Now there's a lot of different things that they are going to be doing on Disney Junior. Now these are great things from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse where they save Santa, as well as Santa Paws, great Christmas episodes of Sophia the First, and including how about Doc McStuffins. Yes, everybody's favorite doctor, as she helps Santa as well. Now, there's going to be a lot of great things going on for Christmas, as I mentioned. And on December 25th, Disney Junior has a day filled of holiday movies, specials, and extra things with gift exchanges all over the place. There's going to be a lot of great things going on as part of Disney Junior. And remember, they also have great things on their website as well. Yes, you can even create your favorite holiday cards for Disney Junior. So if you know you have a young one, you want to take a picture and have a little bit of a blast, you can add holiday frames and more. So I'm excited for that. So stepping away from Disney Channel, how about getting into movies? And there's a lot of great things on the horizon, including an all-new Tinkerbell movie that is coming out April 1st. Yes, April Fool's Day, as we're going to have the Pirate Princess. Yes, you know, boys, they love fairies as well. You have Bobble and Clank, you know, great characters there, including, you know, Bobble, who is voiced by the talented Rob Paulson. You know, great people with a crossover. But there's also little girls who want to be pirates. So how fitting, they have Tinkerbell in the Pirate Fairy. I am excited for this one. Yes, I can say that I am excited. Crossing over pirates and fairies and pixie dust and imagination, it is coming out on April Fool's Day. And there's a variety of different clips and all new trailers that are online for this. And it is one coming on the horizon. What's your take on this? And it is the next step in the Tinkerbell franchise. You know, at Tinkerbell, when she talked, we were always leery as to what was going to happen. I mean, our very first guest on Disney On Demand, show number one, we had the original Tinkerbell, Margaret Carey, here on the show, and we even asked her what she thought about Tinkerbell talking. So now here we are, years later, and Mae Whitman, yes, you may know her from Hope Floats and many other things, has grown up to be the voice of Tinkerbell. So it is coming April 1st. Now let's also talk about the Lone Ranger. Yes, everyone's calling it Disney's biggest bomb. And the Lone Ranger is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD coming up in the next week. And we have our own copy here in the studio to review. And we're going to review it for you. Now I caught this in theaters. Yes, I was one of those that went to see this in the theaters. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the Lone Ranger was fantastic. It was a little too long, a little long-winded. But overall, it was a great film. It was fun, it was entertaining, and it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Keep you entertained. People often forget that sometimes movies are just there to entertain you. So, you know, Lone Ranger did that, but it is coming out next week on Blu-ray, 3D, and DVD. So maybe give it another chance. Go to the video store, rent it. Um, don't necessarily just go off the credits and saying, yes, it is a bomb. Because, you know, movies are hit and miss these days, and that was just one of them. Now, pushing right along back in news, let's get back to TV. And how about Disney's Dog with a Blog? Yes, everybody loves Dog with a Blog. And the Dog with a Blog is have an unlikely guest who's going to crash their holiday party. Yes, it was the fight before Christmas, and that is airing on Friday, December 6th at 8.30pm. Yes, Avery sets out to create the ideal Christmas in anticipation for a visit from Aunt Sigourney. Yes, her mother's competitive sister. Now, as soon as her sister arrives and her aunt, after taking off her shoes, Sigourney accidentally dramatically slips on some mud that she didn't see on the floor. It's my own fault for assuming there wouldn't be mud on your kitchen floor, she exclaims as she is helped back up. Don't worry, I'm sure you're in for more humiliation than I am hurt. Now while Avery's mother Ellen is on the set ushering her sister out the door, Sigourney breaks news because she's thrown out her back, she'll have to stick around for more days. And 
in truth, pretty much sticking around for the holidays. Now this is part of Disney Channel's annual Follow Holidays programming with all new Ant Farms and Wander Over Yonder that are going to have holiday episodes as well on December 6th. So definitely get excited for this and all new Dog with a Blog and more coming up on the Disney Channel. So all of you D-heads, with that, I'm just keeping news here short. Yes, I, I mean, we had a lot of news on the horizon, a lot of fun things, but we have Pete Saragusa stopping in here very shortly here at the show, so I'm excited for that, and we have more of the D-team in the horizon and all kinds of fun. But I want to give a call out to all of you D-heads out there. If you're looking to be part of the D-team, if you have a segment or something you want to contribute to the show, maybe even just the website if you'd like to write a blog, or maybe there's something on the show we're missing, definitely drop us a line, dizradio, D-I-Z radio at gmail.com and sign up you know come on board you know you don't have to be a professional just have a love of disney and we want you to be part of all of our holiday celebrations here so definitely call in our official line here at the show and give us your holiday wishes we want to know what you're thankful for how do you celebrate the holidays what are those things that just make it extra magical for you and you can always call in on our official line at 407-584-7862 once again that's 407 407- 584-7862 and definitely jump in and leave us your message and you'll be able to hear it here on the show. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am excited to have more holiday fun around the corner. We have lots of great things on the horizon and coming up very soon we have Pete Saragusa, yes, the voice man himself, stopping in here at the show. So I'm going to continue to drink my hot cocoa and uh, you know peppermint coffee mix and when I come back I'm going to have Pete Saragusa here on the line. Hang in there, all of you D-heads, and I said I will say it a lot. Merry, Merry Christmas. I'll be right back. Let me see. We have a scarf for Skywalker, right? Yes. And perfume for the princess? Yes. yes. What about Han Solo? Couldn't we get him here, Mom? That leaves one big problem. The what? <laughs>
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. This Christmas, join Mickey Mouse and all his friends. Have yourself a Walt Disney Christmas with this magical new two-record album featuring such Disney favorites as It's a Small World, sung by the Disneyland Boys Choir. Hear Ludwig Mausinski on the Old Mouse Symphony and Chorus. Listen to the First Noel. And Chris Kringle. Chris, Chris Kringle with a tingle, tingle, tingle. Has started on his merry way. Ah, humbug! Ah! You'll also get a third record, a song-filled version of Dickens' Christmas Carol in this storybook album, starring Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and the Disney players. So celebrate with Mickey and his friends. Including Cliff Edwards, the voice of that great performer, Jiminy Cricket. From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. And at this joyful time of year, we want you to be with us. Walt Disney Christmas plus a Christmas Carol are yours for only $10.98. Cassette or 8-track tape, only $13.98. Here's how to order. To all, good night. To order, phone toll-free 1-800-257-1234. In New Jersey, call 800-232-6966. Or to avoid COD, send check or money order to Disney Christmas, Post Office Box 7500, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. This is Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri. You're listening to Disney On Demand. I expected and nothing like I planned but somehow everything turned out perfect tonight I think I understand it's the season where magical thinking completely applies children can teach us that simply believing's the road to sweet surprise the road to sweet surprise The skies are filled with wishes tonight The sky is filled with prayers The night is full of 
hope and of promises kept because somebody cares. It's the season of beautiful endings we'll never forget. Knowing that we'll be together again makes this my best Christmas yet. This is my best Christmas. Sing hallelujah, sing silent night like we used to do. Let's take a moment of thanks for the dreams that are coming true. All my dreams came true. Drifting toward that place where our memories live, a gift for everyone. Have I told you how often I think of the day we met? Knowing that we'll be together again makes this my best Christmas gift. This is my best Christmas Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from all the people from your lifetime of Disney, we have somebody here that is no stranger to anybody that has watched movies, television, and more in the last couple of years. Let's just say you know him from The Big Lebowski, Home Alone, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Dinosaur, and more. We have none other than Pete Segusa with us here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thanks. 
It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, somebody with your resume, you have been in so many different features and definitely cult classics. I mean, to this day, uh, you know, so many different ones that we want to touch base upon, especially with the holiday season. Uh, there's definitely some that we want to touch on. But I guess uh, with your resume and uh, I guess all the different things you've done, what led you down the road of acting? You want to know what? To be honest, when I was in college, I went to Boston College and I was kind of floating around uh, uh, campus and a friend of mine told me that I needed like one class to fill out my schedule that semester, like my junior semester or something. And uh, a buddy of mine said, take a theater class, your gut classes, and you'll be the only straight guy and it's full of women. (laughs) (laughs) I being the the, the 19 or whatever 20-year-old guy I was, took it, and they did a production of Arsenic and All Lays, and uh, uh, at the time, I was really, really heavy, and they didn't have a heavy guy, so they kept asking me to audition, and I think they just cast me because I, like, fit the costume, <laughs> and from that on, I got bit by the bug, man. Once you get it, it's like, wow, that's it. This is what I want to do. Well, I mean, and the rest is history, too. I mean, and you went on to be in a variety of different films and, you know, voice work and more. And I guess uh, with uh, getting bit by the bug, is it the kind of thing where, uh, you know, after you're after you're doing it, you just needed more, you wanted more, you're like, all right, I have to do this. This is my calling. Absolutely. Like, I graduated college and I taught for a year and I'm like, ugh, I can't do this. Uh, and then uh, I was cast in a show that is still running in Boston. Uh, called Sheer Madness. Uh, 35 years later, it's still running, and but it's it's running all over the world, Jonathan. Uh, uh, I just spoke with the producer last night, email, and and he was telling me it's entering its third year in Paris, and it's in Moscow, and uh, uh, they, it was it ran in Chicago for 15 years, and I did it. I did that show. You know, I did it before they actually kept computer records, so they don't can't authenticize it, but uh, authenticate it rather. That, that I probably hold uh, a Guinness record for continuous live performances of a non-musical because I did close to six thousand fifty-five, fifty-six hundred. We stopped counting shows uh, performances of the same live show that was in Chicago and. Boston and Philly and Washington and, you know, all over the place. Wow, you know, and, you know, that's the kind of thing, like you said, where it's running for so many years now that, you know, it has to be a feat knowing that, you know, you look back at your career and you're like, all right, you know, I was a part of this and it's still going strong. Oh, yeah, man, I helped write it because when I started, the script was, uh, you know, like a pamphlet and the rest of it was kind of ad lit. And uh, over the years, the ad-libs became script, like Second City. You know, I did Second City for a little while in Chicago, and uh, uh, the improvisations, after a few nights even, they become not so much improvisations because you hear the same suggestions. So you, you start to get your pat answers. And uh, and after a while, that script of sheer madness it looks like the Bible now. That thing was huge. Uh, but uh, I look at it, and I'm like, ha, it's not half of what I said. You know, <laughs> well, you know, in something like that too, like you said, you get your standard answers, but of course now, uh, you know, doing something to where it is live like that, is that something where you just really love the the energy and the excitement of something like that? Absolutely, it's it's a blast, but it's it's the same kind of blast. You want to know what I get? You get the same kind of blast acting, not as much on TV, 
but uh, uh, because TV is is fast and 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 uh, there's a gazillion people and it's you know it's just it's it's although it's, it's live TV like I mean, uh, live taped TV with an audience tape you know taped in front of an audience that's kind of a blast that's a real blast because you get to mess up and start all over again. So it's not like on stage when you mess up and you have to either cover it up or just, you can't pretend it didn't happen because the audience just saw it happen, so, but you can't stop either. Uh, you know, on a TV show, you can just, the director will just call cut if you mess something up, you know? And the audience sits there kind of captive and uh, watches you do it three or four times. <laughs> you know? And they ask the audience to laugh just as loud as they did the first time. So come on, you know, and, but yeah, it is, it, it's, it's kind of a fun, it's a fun way to make a buck. <laughs> it's a hard way to make a buck. Well, you know, and, and stepping, I guess, stepping aside from something like that and getting into film um, and a lot of the different films you've been part of. And of course, I guess uh, I, I would be uh, going around, the, I guess, going around in circles if I didn't bring up one of the cult favorites and the big Lebowski and being part of that film. I mean, that is something now that has, gone down in cult movie history it has its own legacy and annual events that people do and uh, being part of a film like that where it's uh, so funny slapstick a different kind of humor uh, did you ever think that that film was going to be as big as it is today absolutely not but I, but I have to tell you Jonathan um, first of all I have a pretty good friend who got an online ministry thing so he could marry some other couples of friends of ours and he got it from the church of dudism <laughs> so, from the dude in Lebowski, okay, I'm like, that's a joke. But, uh, all that aside, the whole Big Lebowski is kind of a joke to me, because that was my, like, third movie with the Coens, and, uh, uh, when we shot it, I was there for kind of a long time. I'm not on camera. My face is never on camera. They always shot over my shoulder at whoever I was talking to, so you kind of hear me, because I'm the bartender, they made me these incredibly beautiful silk custom shirts with uh, the name of the character on them and everything. And I would say that, you know, we would do a scene, and I would do a scene with uh, uh, Jeff Bridges, and uh, and then I would say to Joel, who's actually directing, directing, uh, they worked kind of symbiotically, the two of them, Ethan and Joel. And, and Joel, uh, I'd say, so are you come, why are you coming around? Meaning, when are you going to shoot me from his angle and he's like oh i'm not coming around <laughs> we're moving on we got what we got we're moving on and i'm like uh, okay when am i going to be in this movie but besides my hand and my name on the credits i'm like the you know some kind of trivial pursuit question who who was gary the bartender <laughs> but they refer to me we talk to him i talk to him and it's like you know but I'm Gary the bartender, and I have these really cool shirts that they let me have. So, well, yeah, I gave them to my kid. My, I gave them to my kid, and he's like, "Oh, Dad, eBay," and I'm like, "I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe I ought to chill on that a little bit." Well, you know, I mean, and that's the kind of thing, though. Where in the film, like you said, you don't actually see your face on camera, but. Everybody in the film, you know Gary the bartender. It's just one of those things where it's it's synonymous with the film. You, you know the character. So listen, it's bizarre, Jonathan. I went to like a Lebowski fest a couple of years ago, and like I was 
you, you know, you go in and you do this whole thing on stage, and then you go out in the lobby and you sign autographs. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting at the end, way at the end of the table, because I'm thinking, let those guys sit down there. They know who they are. No one's going to know who the hell I am, or heck I am. And I couldn't believe how many people wanted to <laughs> I was hysterical. And it was Lebowski desk, and all they were serving was black Russians, and everybody was in their bathrobes uh, in the crowd. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of a hoot. Well, you know, and like, and like I said, it's that kind of thing where now that film has such a huge cult following that, you, you know, it has to feel good looking at something like this where, all right, you know what? Everyone knows who I am. But at the same time, you didn't see my face on camera, but yet it's a huge cult favorite that is still going to be around, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, getting passed down from dorm room to dorm room to high school student to college student and you name it. Yeah, man, nobody knew what they were making at the time. Everybody thought it was just wacky. And I'm not getting it. You know, everybody was like, uh, uh, yeah, that was good. And they're like, yeah, perfect. The Coens. And it was funny because it was right at the time when they won an Academy Award for Fargo. So we had to wrap early so they could go to the Oscars. And then they won uh, for Fargo that night. And, and we still had an early call the next morning. And everybody's like, yeah, well, and they were like, yeah, thanks. Okay, okay, cool. Let's, well, let's get to work. You know, it was like not like any, to them, it wasn't like any big deal. They're just so mellow, both of them, you know? You think they're such mellow guys, and they come up with such weird stuff, man. And you're like, you know, you read the script, and you're going, this is some bizarre stuff. What are they talking about here? A ferret and a panther? You know, I don't know. And, uh, a lot of their stuff they've done has turned to gold, you know? Definitely. You know, and, uh, you know, I guess uh, moving on from something of that kind of cult status, and, you know, you've done a variety of different roles, you know, many actors and actresses out there, you gotta, you do everything, whether that's being, you know, you know, the starring role or secondary actors, you name it, and one of those films with the holiday season around the corner is Home Alone. Now, of course, you know... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was my very first movie. Yeah, and it's a cult. I mean, it is a cult favorite. I mean, I hate to use that word so many times in in one conversation, but you know, a holiday season wouldn't be complete without Home Alone. And, no, uh, I swear, it's like it's like uh, the Christmas story. Now, you know, it's like everybody watches Home Alone at Christmas time. Definitely, and I mean, I guess what was it like? Uh, you know, just being part of that, and of course, like you said, it is your first film. So you know, being on the set and the excitement. Hey, this is you know, you were you were bit by the bug. I guess uh, how did that role come about, and how did you you know how did this open up the door for you know I guess what continued on in your film career? You know what it was. It was just it was just one of those things. I mean, I went in with a whole bunch of other guys to a regular call from a casting director. And, uh, I remember the director's name was Chris Columbus. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they selected me. It was really weird because I have a fear of heights and I spent a lot of time up in one of those buckets that the, uh, telephone guys go up in. And, uh, like I'm working on the phone lines up there. That's kind of the way my establishing shot is. So I'm up in the bucket, but, um, but Chris Columbus is sitting up in a crane. Like, maybe 10 feet up from me. We're up in the air, like, you know, 25 or 20, 30 feet up. We're up there pretty high. And he's sitting there, kind of calling out directions to his photographer and all that stuff. 
and then we swooped down to it. But the weird thing about that movie, I think the weirdest thing to me about that movie was that it was shot outside of Chicago, because that's where John Hughes always shot in Chicago. And uh, uh, it was supposed to be, you know, the dead of winter. And it wasn't July when we were shooting it, but it was a warmer month. So they were shooting uh, potato flakes. All that snow and everything was potato flakes. They had to have PAs that all they did was chase the dogs away because the dogs kept coming to lick the potato flakes. <laughs> so, so they had to even cut tape because there would be, like, dogs in it coming in to eat the flakes. And they were like, get out, get them, eat, you know. But they were shooting, yeah, like instant potato flakes, you know. <laughs> I don't think they do that in Vi- anymore, but, uh. <laughs> I was gonna say, nowadays, that was the most amazing thing to me about the whole thing. I was just like, they use potato flakes for snow. <laughs> well, you know, and now it's just, uh, they'd CGI it. You know, it would just be, yeah. Absolutely. It would just, they, 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 my wife is, and that's what my wife does, is, is that, is animation. And, uh, so, like she says, they, they would just they would CGI the whole thing, you know. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, speaking of your wife and, and things connected that way, that's going to lead us into, you know, some of the Disney stuff, which I know many of our listeners are waiting for. And you do a variety of different voices. You've done, you know, background voices for Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, Home on the Range. But, of course, you know, one that, of course, uh, is my boys, both my boys' favorites, is Dinosaur. And that film, which, you know, was cutting edge at the time, you know, coming out in the year 2000, you know, uh, computer animation, you know, was just reaching its stride then. And it, it made leaps and bounds and, uh, you know, how great and gorgeous the film looked at that time. Um, I guess, what was your involvement with that and how different was it tackling uh, voice work as opposed to being on screen? You know, Jonathan, uh, you, you, you touched on a few good, really good points. One is that it, 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 it came out at a time when, at, at a budding time of uh, 3D CGI and digital, or what they called what they were labeling at the time, no one was doing what Dinosaur actually set up to do, which was to create what they called photo real, uh, uh, animation. So, you know, I mean, they spent like just months and months and months on just getting the fur to move right. Things like just, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So it was, um, they, up until that point, we had only seen bits and pieces of it and like say Jurassic Park. Definitely. But this was a, it was kind of an ambitious attempt at a full length feature that, you know, uh, and at the time actually was groundbreaking and it's, it's funny. It's one of those movies that in the animation world, because it wasn't cutesy and, uh, uh, I don't know, super colorful, whatever. It, it, it gets kind of lost in the, in the history of animation. And I think, History will judge it as a kind of an important contribution to it. But to answer your question, it was a, it's an easy, easy transition. I had done a bunch of voiceover in Chicago while I was still stage acting. Uh, and so it was relatively easy for me because when you do a voiceover, as you can listen to the tone of my voice, the tenure of my voice, I, I cannot do like Saturday morning animation. Because I can't do five or six voices. I have no falsetto. So what I, what you rely on is your acting. 
And Disney, more than any other place I've ever worked, is more interested in actors than they are in people with funny voices or, like, you know, everybody, we all know people that somebody says, you should be on the radio or you should do voiceover. But without the acting training, uh, uh, just about every good VO artist I've worked with is a, is a, is a really good actor. You know, and I just got hired on that job by chance because, uh, uh, at, the, at that time, in those days, back in the day, uh, when, when someone went into record, you never record together. You're never in the same recording, very rarely, I should say, are in the same recording with someone you're in a scene with. So what they have is someone off mic called the reader who reads the other person's dialogue, and then the person they're recording, like say Bella Reese, uh, responds to me, uh, whoever, or whoever's at the desk, off, off mic. Okay. And, uh, one day a, a, a reader was sick, and it was 15 minutes before a session, and we lived right up the street, and the casting director said, what about Pete Saragusa? He was right, like, really close. And I bet he'd do it. So, I did, and, and I became a reader and reader, and after that, from just a, a hire of hearing me over and over and over again, and they were going to hire the roll of boots on, they were like, just hire him. <laughs> so, you know, I went, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where, you know, like you said, that film just... uh it may not get the the same, I guess, notoriety within you know some of the younger fans, you know, lacking the music or whatnot. But when it comes to the technical achievements and the quality of the actors and the animation, um, Dinosaur was cutting edge. I mean, I'm one of those advocates of that film where I feel it's you know they're stepping stones within uh, animation history, movie history, and I think that that's one of those that really did break the boundaries and made way for uh, you know other animated classics. And you know now you being a part of that and looking back at that um, you know is Dinosaur when you saw the final film was it everything that you thought it would live up to be? Yeah it was you know what to be honest uh, yeah, first of all just because, as a reader before I was hired as Bruton the worst thing that happened to me was being hired for Bruton because I stopped being a reader for everybody because I was the reader after that so I read with Ozzy Davis and Della and Adela and I became very close, actually. And uh, and uh, D.B. Sweeney and Anna Mar- uh, Margulies, um You know, I mean, uh, uh, I was like, man, uh, you know, that was that was a ball for me. Uh, you know, because as a reader, you're not just throwing out the lines. Now, what they do is they just cold read the lines at you, and you you have to react to that. Um, uh, Personally, I always thought it was a better product when they had an actor do it, being a reader, you know, a, a, a regular, because you're doing a scene now while you're being recorded. Um, but it was everything I hoped it would be because I knew that it was, it was never going to achieve the goals that the standard was set so high for it that, and, and Disney wasn't at the time set up to deal with that. They were setting up an entire new department. So I thought it was quite an achievement for what what they were doing. It was kind of their first school project, you know, in that foray. Definitely, you know, and that's the kind of thing where I don't think they knew what kind of product they were going to have on their hands. And I guess, uh, you know, I guess stepping aside from uh, 
doing uh, you know voice acting that way but another version of voice acting that i think is entirely different and uh, which i could be wrong which hopefully you'll set that record straight for us but how about video games and you know bioshock and you know video games like that because video games are so huge so entrenched in culture nowadays you know more than just the old days of pac-man now they're interacting and full dialogue how different is it voicing a video game as opposed to voicing you know characters in an animated feature you know what? In general, in general, it's just you're taking it and you're taking it like to the tenth tenth degree now. So you're bumping it up uh, to, to what you would normally consider over the top. You know, you 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 attack the dialogue. You're very aggressive with it, um, as opposed to you have to keep that. You have to still act it. But you're overacting it. And, uh, a lot of those games, it's funny, man, uh, because, uh, are, and the stuff that I've been reading for lately is so uh, 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 violent and so vulgar that I was like, man, if my kids weren't grown and gone, I don't know if I'd be even doing this. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I'd even be coming in on this. And uh, I was talking to one of my kids about it. He's 24, and he said, "All video games are like that, Dad." And I'm like, "Wow, really? This one was seemed like hardcore to me." And he's like, "Man, that's nothing." <laughs> you know, I was like, "Wow, okay, well, it's, maybe I'm an old fart, Dad. <laughs> I don't know what it happened, but maybe I am." But uh, but but generally, you go. You, you know, uh, they're, they're harder actually because you're exhausted from hollering into a mic for four or five hours without a break and you just holler and going at the, you know, you go on top line. Usually. That's the roles that I get called for. That's what I do. And I do a lot of also, in, in addition to that though, I do a lot of, uh, uh, lip syncing where I'll, a dubbing where I'll just take someone completely out of a movie and be their voice. Uh, I did like, I don't know, a few Sopranos episodes, a number of them, where I just completely wiped out the guy's voice and put my voice, they put, I lip synced to him and they put my voice to it. Wow, and see, now that's something that I never would have picked up on watching, uh, you know, any any form of television. You know, I didn't think that they did that kind of thing anymore. Yeah, see, it happens I... all the time. And in fact, they often ask for voice match because what they do is uh, lots of times they can't get the star back to clean up the language for an in-flight movie, uh, flight, uh, movies that they want to show in flight that have curse words. Okay. Uh, lots of times they can't get the original star back in to uh, change the word slightly to something that'll still fit the lip, the the lip movement, and uh, that's pretty common. So to voice match people, uh, I always tell them people I, I have a hard time voice matching myself, but uh, that that's a whole talent in and of itself. That happens quite a bit too. The same thing, and it's the same kind of thing. You're lip syncing. You look at a big screen, and they 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 take out the sound. The guy at Disney in the recording booth, Doc Kane, happens to be like the best in the business. You know, he's he's incredible. 
Well, you know, I guess, what, does that bring the kind of thing where, you know, when you're looking back at this, you know, whether it's your wife, your kids, you, you know, and you see a variety of different things, whether it is Home Alone or The Big Lebowski or other things, uh, is, is it the kind of thing when you are doing the lip syncing where, you know, you're watching a show and you're like, oh, there I am, and people are like, where? <laughs> you know, most people usually know when I'm in a show because, actually, my voice uh, right now is nice and loosened up. It's actually a little bit higher because I've lost a lot of weight. Uh, but most people recognize my voice or uh, depending on whether I'm using my Boston accent or not, uh, they, uh, they, they, they pick that up. So they'll hear me and they'll know it's me. They'll just say, my nickname is Goose, uh, cause my last name is Siragusa. Uh, so, uh, uh, they'll say, Goose, were you on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger last night? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it was a rerun, man. It's one of those reruns, you know. I think I'll get 75 cents in the mail for it. Um, <laughs> you know, I spent a couple of days down in Dallas. I had a ball. It was great. They limoed me around and, uh, you know, <laughs> went out to a Dust Bowl ranch and was a bad guy. Uh, but stuff like that, though, or, or in films, they'll, uh, they'll recognize in an animated film, um, or sometimes, like I said, after the Sopranos thing, one time a friend of mine called me up and he said, Goose, there was a guy on the Sopranos tonight. He sounded dead on like you. And I was like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, it wasn't. It was Joe, it was, uh, uh, Mr. Regilio, the plumber. And I'm like, no, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I took him out. <laughs> yeah. And I did that for a lot of movies, actually. And a lot of loop groups. Which is, which is just a, what I call yada yada groups. Cause when they shoot a scene in a movie, a live action movie, there's no ambient sound. It's just, just the two principals talking. Everybody you see dancing or the band playing, all of that, it's all mimed. So no one's making a sound. And then we add that in later. We look at, them and they point one of the laser pointer and say, see that guy, he just said something to that girl. Say, make up a line. And so you need improvisation skills for that. That's a blast, too. That's just a blast. Very cool. Well, you know, I guess, you know, we've tackled films and a variety of different things, but now television, you know, you were talking about like Walker, Texas Ranger, as well as like NYPD Blue, Charmed, Cold Case, Dirty Sexy Money. I mean, you were on so many different shows in a variety of different ways. Um, you know, I guess looking back at all the different shows you were on, was there one show that in particular was just your favorite to do, whether that was on set or maybe some offset uh fun that happened or just one of those that is always going to be burned in your memory as just the greatest time. You know what? Two shows actually do jump right off the bat to me. Becker, which was a show with, uh, Ted Danson. He, he played a doctor and, uh, he was so delightful and, and charming and complimentary and gracious and, and just, because, look, let's face it, Jonathan, not everybody is like that on a show. Sometimes shows are very clicky, you know, and that's it, and you're the guest. So you, as a guest star, I often make the thing that says, you're like being invited to someone's house for dinner, but you show up and they tell you you have to help cook, but you don't know what's on the menu and you don't know where any of the kitchen utensils are. So you're kind of just, that's a lot of shows are like that when you show up. 
dancing was unbelievable. And uh, 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 the other, the other one that I really, really loved was was Tracy Morgan, and it was a short-lived show. He had his own show before Thirty Rock, and I played the building super on it. Right. I've been on some fun shows, but I mean, I've been on a lot of fun shows. Me and Dennis Farina on, uh, our Buddy Farrell. Man, what a blast. I, I mean, yeah, we, we had a good time on that show. Uh, you know, I only did a few episodes and then the show got pulled, but uh, he was such a ball to hang out with. I knew, I knew Dennis from Chicago, so we had a little bit of a history, you know? Well, you know, I mean, I was going to say, and you know, and you've been on so many different shows that there's probably some great stories that you have, you know, from each set or interacting with different people. I mean, and, and you've been on so many different shows. I mean, in some shows, you know, like Party of Five, you know, you, you're on that, you're on that series, but you were playing so many different characters that, you know, I, I'm surprised nobody has ever picked up on that. Like, hey, nobody has. That's the funny thing that you. That's a funny thing that you bring that up because because nobody ever mentions that I did like. Uh, I did, I, I don't know, like two or three episodes of, of Party of Five, and then uh, Love had her own show after that for a little while, and uh, I did a couple episodes of that, too. And one as a caddie and another as something else, because the producers were just like, now it's turning into a gag. <laughs> now it's like turning into work. So you're a plumber this week. We're going to make you a moving man in a few, in a month, next month. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I was actually on Seinfeld, but I got caught. And then I got a call from Jerry Seinfeld saying, I'm really sorry, but we shoot 20 extra minutes every week. And, uh, so that we have room to edit and cut it down. So we shoot 20 extra. 20 minutes more than we need, which is really almost twice as much as a TV show actually is with commercials. So he said, so I'm sorry you bit the dust, but uh, I was like, wow, that was cool. I just got a phone call from Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, that was kind of classy. Uh, but most of the time, it's, it's really good and fun and a nice community. Once in a while, you run into a pill, but you know what? They're, they're probably a pill in life anyway, so, you know. Definitely, you know, and like you said, you know, you played so many different roles, and there's always, you know, different ones that you come back to, and uh, of course, with your personality, your accent, and you brought up being a cabbie, and that's going to bring some more holiday fun, and the Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> that's another one. Um, that is one of those where, uh, you know, at the time, I was leery of a remake. I, I just wasn't sure about it, but then after I saw it, after I saw it, I thought it was very, it, it stayed very true to the story. It was very good. Now, I guess, what was it like being part of something that was uh, keeping this tradition and this classic story alive? And uh, Jonathan, you keep bringing up these like trivial pursuit questions because that was another one that, with the exception of my elbow, I'm like cut out of. I was I'm, <laughs> in, in the original movie. I don't know if you remember. In the original movie, the cabbie takes her up to her brand new house, and they have you know they're talking in the cab and blah blah blah. And the cabbie brings her up and 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 he's all kind of proud and because he knows what he's in on it, and she's getting this house and you know and all this. Well. And, and if this was another John Hughes, uh, it was the dearly departed John Hughes who wrote a lot of really good movies. Um, uh, you know, I, I was there for a month 
And I think I shot one day when I finally shot. I was bringing my bills to work and paying them my bills and, you know, <laughs> everything else. I'm doing everything else, but, but, you know, I'm getting in wardrobe and getting in makeup and then I go sit in my trailer and, uh, watch TV and, you know, hang out, nap. And then go home at the end of the day and I say, ah, we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, you think I'm going to be shooting tomorrow? Nah, I don't know. And when we finally shot it and I saw it, that's when I stopped telling people I was in stuff. Because I saw it and I'm like, well, where the heck am I? And yet, because my name is in the credits, thank you very much. I, I get, I get like 27 cents a year from that one too. <laughs> I collect, I collect, uh, uh, residual checks. I, that, and I have for quite some time that are, uh, $10 or less. If it's 1001, doesn't get copied. But I, I copy, I still cash them. And it's funny when I go to the bank, I have to go to a teller when I do it just because it's so silly. Because I'll have like 15 checks and that will total $11. And, uh, but I, I Xerox them, you know, Xerox. But <laughs> you can tell I'm an old friend. I scan them. And I have a stack now that's at least, at least two and a half, maybe three inches big of checks that are like that. Cause I found a company online that will make wallpaper out of anything you send them. So I want to have this wallpaper made for my grandkids' bedroom of all my residual checks. <laughs> so, okay. They don't dream of doing what, what I've done for 35 years. See, now that, that, is a, that is a niche. Now that's something that I think uh, you could market really well. Hey, a residual check wall for somebody's man cave room. I mean, it's, and I've got enough. I've got enough just to even... Even if you pin them up, I've got enough for a whole room. It's kind of weird that I keep. I think it's a riot that I keep them, and I usually uh, once in a while I'll I'll, uh, I'll email one off to a friend of mine or whatever when they they say, "Hey man, I hear you have two houses," you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll tell you how I afford it." Uh, <laughs> it's called hard labor and having nail guns. And learning how to do stuff yourself. Definitely. Well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, uh, we've spanned so many different things in your career. I guess I'll touch base on, on one more thing here as we keep it going. And let's uh, go back to some more voice work. And another one of the favorites that uh, I guess was a kid's classic. You know, I, I'm one of those old school parents that still reads to their children every night and they read back. And uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the making an adaption for a film for this. And you were playing Rufus in there. Uh, you know, this film, uh, the trying to make it an adaption out of this book was, I was already wondering how they were going to do it. Um, when you saw, when you saw the final product, uh, you know, how was it, uh, I guess in your impression in terms of this film? I'll tell you what, I, I, I loved it. And I, look, we knew the book in this house because my kids were raised on it. So my kids were all excited about cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And, uh, we just saw, uh, I should mention, and this is not, but this is without nepotism completely, uh, that my wife produced both Cloudy, she produced Dinosaur, uh, which is why they called me to come fill in, sub in as a, uh, a reader that day. Um, she produced Cloudy. She's always protested 
hiring me. She would always say, no, that's my husband, Pete, move on to the next voice. And the directors would say, well, you know, we've been here all day long and we still like Pete. So, <laughs> and my wife will choke, you know, say, why, why, why won't you let them hire me? And she's like, because it's nepotism. And I'm like, it's only nepotism if the person stinks. You know, I'm like, I'll come through for you, baby. <laughs> uh, but so, excuse me. So she, she produced Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1. I had, I didn't think it would work, to be honest. And I was watching as it progressed because, uh, even though I have such limited dialogue in that, I also did loop group on that. So I was there a lot. A loop group, as I explained, putting in all the background noises and everything, and sounds, voices and sounds. Uh, Foley stage does all the sounds. Uh, but uh, I thought it was, was remarkable. In fact, we just saw Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too, which I think is even, I shouldn't say this, but I, I, I'm in that also. I did loop on that, additional voices. What's really cool about that is that my son, Jordan, was an intern uh, to a co-producer on that film. Um, so there's three of us, Myers Siragusa's uh, screen credited on the same film. I've, the only one missing is my oldest son, and uh, he, he couldn't get away from work because my wife was like, well, there's three of us on it now. Uh, we might as well toss you a line or something, <laughs> you know? Uh it would be uh, something for the vault for the for our family, but as it was, uh, I thought Cloudy Two was great, and I did a lot of voices in Cloudy Two. Now, when you're when you're doing some of the background voices and all those additional voices, you know that's something that people don't ever really pay attention to in terms of uh, you know who's doing all these voices. But at the same time. If you don't have all those voices and all those background extras, that's what would take away the realism. So I guess. Well, and that that and that takes away the fullness of the scene, Jonathan. Like when you uh, when we go in to do this, uh, and when I do my lip syncing and all that, uh, you're going into a, a sound stage that's it's not you're not in a sound booth. You're in a soundproof room that's fairly large that has a full screen, a full size screen in there so and microphones everywhere and uh, so you and podiums so you uh, they show you the scene and the scene is dead it's flat it's between you know two people or just two characters and there's just silence which is not real life in real life there seems to be always some kind of background noise going on especially in a crowd situation so it looks really odd uh, to see it like that. And then you do your looping, and you, they do playback, and it's like, wow, this whole thing comes alive, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it, it adds that realism. It adds that more depth. You know, it's the kind of thing where you're you're out to eat with your family. There's always background noise or the clanging of silverware and other... Ch- yeah, you go to a restaurant. I mean, you know, there's always some annoying person on a cell phone that you want to strangle or something. But uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a strange feeling to see it happen like that immediately because they do the playback right away. And you're like, wow, just, man, man, you know. But Cloudy, too, was even more fun for me 
because I did tons of voices and like alleys, uh, pickles and marshmallows and and the the way we did that was hysterical, man. We 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 just uh, I came up with a way of putting almost gargling water in my mouth, but <laughs> and they were saying let it let it fall out. And so I started, they put down a towel, and I went up to the mic and started drinking water and started just, like a little pickle was doing in the movie, with water flying all over the place. And then, like, six of us got up. Six people, every one of them over 40, gargling water and letting it spill out and drip, and we're soaking wet, and we're laughing and just gurgling and... We're the pickles and the marshmallows and all the other little weird little things that you see in Cloudy too. <laughs> I was gonna say I can only imagine, you know, how that how that all pans out with all uh, these grown people sitting there, uh, you know, acting like a, a six year old at a kitchen table. Oh yeah, you know, and it's always the women that do the boys, and uh, it's just it's hysterical to watch. I mean, I, I'm surprised. Uh, a lot of times they videotape uh, recording sessions for promo tapes, stuff like that. That's usually when there's a star in. But they never videotape the uh, uh, loop sessions. And the loop sessions are hysterical. I mean, because people are just, uh, everybody's improvising. So there's nothing written for you, nothing at all. And you're just as goofy as you can be. It's almost like, it's like, it's really like play. It's uh, uh I'd almost do it for nothing because it's just, it's fun. It's a, I don't run, I don't go to the gym, I don't do any of that. So I love being in the booth. And you can wear shorts. <laughs> or shorts, as we say in Boston. You can say wear shorts and everything. <laughs> you don't even have to shave, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, you've you've done so many different things in your career, so much stuff. I guess, uh, you know, is there anything that you have currently in the works or where we can see you or hear you? Or, you know, what are you currently doing, uh, you know, where people are going to be able to, to find Goose? Cloudy 2. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the last uh, last one I, I wrapped on. And uh, business is funky. It goes up and down for voiceover because we get a lot of competition now from stars. Uh, you know, I'm like, I always call my, in the Marines, the privates are called grunts. And the grunts are the guys that they do what it sounds like. They, they get in the ditch and they shoot it out and they try to clear the way, you know, for the, for the, they're like the linemen on an offensive line who's nobody knows their name, but everybody knows LaDainian Tomlinson. You know what I mean? But they opened up a hole a mile wide for the guy to run through. So I'm a grunt actor. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do, I'm, I'm not a mercenary, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I certainly could be. My my business card says used car salesman because I, I call myself a used car. But um, no, I'm just, I'm on the hunt as usual. And uh, I actually go to school and stuff. I uh, I drug counsel on the side. Very cool. Well, well, that's a great uh, a great. So that's well. a weird. It's a weird combination to be an alcohol and drug counselor, and then go be a crazy off the wall like character in a booth. <laughs> it's a fun day. 
interesting say, day. I was going to say, you, you must have some, uh, you know, up and down stories that just, uh, it could be its own sitcom in itself. Uh, people have suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was our pleasure speaking with you. And before we let you go, with the holidays around the corner, and, you know, we were talking about all the fun, trivial pursuit questions with Miracle on 34th Street and other things. I guess, what is your absolute must-watch holiday film uh, uh, every season that you have to watch, no matter what it is. You know what? This is going to sound so like cop out and everything, but and I'm not even sure if it's my favorite. But I've been married for 30 years. But if we don't watch, it's a wonderful. Well, we have a whole list. But if they, we don't watch, it's a wonderful life. And Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, my wife will, she'll divorce me. <laughs> so for 30 years we watch we watch uh, the old ones we don't watch the new ones we watch uh, the old classic Rudolph one with you know Yosemite Sam or whatever his name is I forget now and uh, it's a wonderful life and it always makes her cry right two two fantastic classics yeah we we, uh, we love those classics as well you know hanging up in the house we always have a, uh, a nice framed sign that says it's a wonderful season. life and uh, my wife absolutely adores it. I adore it, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a huge Jimmy Stewart fan, so, you know. So, that's, yeah, that's, uh, and, and it's kind of weird to watch it on a widescreen, but <laughs> I feel like we should be watching it on an old oval TV but, uh, with tubes and all that, you know, banging the side of it, but. Yeah, but I do. I I was going to say, but I do have to say that uh, in today's technology, it's a wonderful life on Blu-ray is brilliantly fantastic. It's dynamite, frankly, to see it like that on uh, and digital. Digital, it's not colorized, but it's digital, and it's so it's so much. It's a black and white movie, but it's so crisp uh, now that it's been digitized. It's just. Uh, you know, I mean, it looks like a restored film. Definitely. So it's fun, it's fun to watch. I'm, I'm kidding about, you know, weird to watch it on a big screen TV. I play a fireplace on my TV most of the time during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I put a fireplace DVD on and, and it uh, makes me laugh. I was going to say, our, our TV is always full of uh, little children shows with all with four kids, all seven and under. Oh, you know what, man? I've been there. I, I, I've been there. And you know what? You know what? It's really, really kind of fun. I'll give you a couple of tips off the air if you want that are really hysterical at Christmas. <laughs> definitely. We'll, do. we'll definitely have to talk. To freak your kids out a little bit about Santa. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure having you on. And, uh, you know, as we let you go, um, is there anything you want to leave out there for all your fans and all the people that are great Peter fans out there? Uh, lasting words, uh, you know, as uh, that you can leave for them. A, I appreciate it so, so much. B, you're very, absolutely charming, Jonathan. You were, you're, you're, it, was, it was really lovely talking to you. And, uh, I hope to be heard and seen much more. I won't be recognized because I've lost 150 pounds, but uh, uh, willingly, everybody said, like, did you do that on purpose? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, I might not be recognized, but I'm, I'm, uh, uh, my voice is still there. So if you hear this croak, look up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank look up for what you're doing and watch, look at the tube. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again. And, uh, you know, you're welcome. Happy anymore. holidays, Jonathan, to you and all your uh, listeners and readers. And uh, um, 
hope everybody has a, a, a happy, healthy, I leave out prosperous because happy, healthy is good enough. New Year. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale, they say He was made of snow, but the children know How he came to life one day There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found For when they placed it on his head He began to dance around Oh, Frosty the snowman Was alive as he could be And the children say He could laugh and play Just the same as you and me Frosty the snowman Knew the sun was hot that day So he said, let's run and we'll have some fun now before I melt away. Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand. Running here and there all around the square saying, catch me if you can. He led them down the streets of town right to the traffic cop. And he only paused a moment when he heard him holler, Stop! For Frosty the snowman had to hurry on his way. But he waved goodbye saying, Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. Thumpity-thump, thump, thumpity-thump, look at Frosty go. Thumpity-thump, thump, thumpity-thump, Over the hills of snow Disneyland's Christmas celebration has everybody dancing So come join the fun. Hello, D-Heads, and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker, and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney Company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. With the growing trend of social media as in like Facebook and Instagram and Insta uh, what's anything with the word Insta <laughs> uh, for using all those types of taking pictures and sending out tweets or Twitter well let's make it a little bit more magical and what I mean by magical for those who are always taking pictures and posting them on snapchat or even on Instagram Disney has released an app for your iOS device and Android device, and it's called Disney Memories HD. That's right, Disney Memories HD is a special app where you can use your own photos from your own photo gallery or take pictures of current right through your own camera app, 
and tweaked it out and decked it out through using special themes that Disney characters could be posted on, special frames, um, like you see in Insta collages, you know. Uh, those are really cool to check out. And also there's over a hundred items that you can also add to your pictures and will be for free. Yes, for free, you heard it from me. Not just from me, but you can check it out on the Google Play App Store and also iOS or Apple Store or App Store to download. Now, this again is from Disney, uh, Disney uh, Mobile, which you can download it, where you can, again, make all the fun um, pictures and adding dis your favorite Disney characters, special um, borders, so you can make all those fun collages and share with your friends and family. Uh, again, Disney Memories HD is the app, you can check it out, and it's for free for download. Now let's go ahead switch gears and head over to the Disney parks as there is, has been a strong rumor about possible future projects is on hiatus due to the new uh, rollout My Magic Plus as the uh, has been big news through the Disney community um, reporting that almost all new major projects at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World other than Avatar Land has been put on hold after a failed rollout of the Disney's major 1 billion My Magic Plus project that's happening in Florida. Now the rumor says that all rumored projects are now on hold or outright canceled for Disney World and Disneyland, including a, ma a major Monsters Incorporated expansion of Disney California Adventure, a huge Star Wars theme reworking of Tomorrowland and Disneyland, major upgrades and, and enhancements for Disneyland's Fantasy Park, uh, Fantasy Dark Rise, um, Dark Rides, and the rumored Star Wars Land at Disney Hollywood Studios. Now, the wild community is still on hot debate over this rumor. There's also another rumor has been in the, um, swirling around in the rumor weed, you can say, that a possible aging Skyway chalet in Fantasyland over at Disney Cal uh, Disneyland in California, um, right across from the Village um, Haas restaurant, and next to the side of Casey Jr. Apparently, this attraction has been on hiatus since 1994, and as well, the Disney Imagineers has been in plans of using it to reimagine it, but since then, it has been very un unmaintained for years since its close. Now, it seems like there's been a strong rumor that Disneyland Imagineers are planned to possibly demolish it after uh, they had no interest of keeping it any longer. Now, again, this is strong rumors that's coming possible from the Disney parks. Again, we'll keep our eyes and ears and our senses alerted about this possible rumor spreading or possibly coming true. Again, we'll have to see based on the rollout of the My Magic Plus. Don't get me wrong, I think it's a great program. I think it's going to be possible to expand a little bit more features, as I mentioned in earlier um, recordings uh, with the podcast here, with this radio. I, I Again, I'm in neutral at the moment. I can, I can see the potential issues since people have like banging their hands on the or the wrists on the podiums and it seems like they keep on getting missed signals issues where it says yes and then it also glitches out and says no 
yeah, very weird. But again, as technology rolls out, their newer technology, it's of course it's going to have its bugs and little issues. But again, that's what you get for brand new technology. Hopefully, Disney Imagineers will be rolling this out soon, so uh, uh, as an an update or click, uh, fixes on the software. So again, the so this type of mishap won't happen again, or maybe a 2.0 version in the future of future upgrades to this new program, My Magic Plus. Again, this I think it's a great program that Disney has created in the way of bringing more fun elements of tweaking to your Disney、uh, vacation, adding fast passes to certain attractions and customizations, and of course, little fun gems to add it to your、um, bracelet. And also, you can collect all those colors since you're going there so many times to the parks. Again, this is Randy Rickert signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney、uh, news or Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see ya. All right, all of you D heads. Well, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for our very merry Christmas celebration. Here at the show, I hope you're going to have a full month full of family, friends, and fun, and making those memories. And I hope we're able to make that happen along with you. So as we kicked off, I do want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only Peter Siragusa. Yes, the Goose. Thank you for stopping in and spending all that time with us here this week. Great stories, fantastic man, and you know all those classics you've been part of: Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, The Big Lebowski, Dinosaur, and more. I know we're going to be hearing your voice for years to come and seeing. You on screen, whether that's television, movies, and more. Thank you, Pete, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team. Yes, I'd like to thank Ken and Randy once again for stopping in for all of you D heads and adding a little bit of that special magic here this week at the show. And remember, you can always connect up with the D team on our official website at dizradio.com, dizradio.com. Definitely check it out and connect up with all of us here on the official website. Now, next week we're going to continue with our very merry Christmas celebration, and as we do that, we're going to have. A lot of guests stopping in here all month long that you are gonna love. Think Good Luck Charlie, think Elf on a Shelf, also think great things like the Santa Paws franchise. Yes, we have a lot of things planned here this month here at Disney On Demand. But before I let you go and let you know who's gonna be here next week here at the show, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our official website with all the latest news blogs, latest shows, our entire archive of all 57 shows, and our lifetime of Disney player and more. All at dizradio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com/disneyondemand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com/disneyblue and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Skype, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B L U. And be sure to subscribe to our show on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D I Z Radio, and you can connect up with the show and subscribe right there. So, all of you D heads, all the different ways to stay connected. I am excited. I love the holidays, as you know. When we did our not so scary Halloween shows, I love themed shows. I think they're fun. I think they're energetic, and it adds a little bit of magic for all of you D heads that you grew up with. All those things that you're passing down to your children. 
Children and more. So we're going to continue with that all month long. And next week, we have another very special guest stopping in for our very Merry Christmas celebration. And one of those guests that you may come to know, it's somebody that you have seen everywhere. So stay tuned on our Twitter accounts, our Facebook accounts, and more because we're going to give you a clue in as to who's going to be stopping by. So definitely stop by our Facebook page and stay connected there because we're going to give you hints all week long and special holiday goodies as to who's going to be stopping in and maybe some fun projects you can do with your family. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I want to thank you once again, stopping in for the holidays, having some fun. Happy birthday to Uncle Walt. You have affected our life more than you will ever know. And thank you once again for creating these fantastic memories that now I can pass down to my children, Uncle Walt. So, in this hectic time as we're running around, doing our shopping, paying our bills, and celebrating the holidays with our family, friends, food, presents, and more, just remember to take that moment, sit back, and breathe, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I will catch you online, and uh, Merry Christmas. Now that's entertainment.
From everyone here at the Magic Kingdom, Happy Holidays! Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.